This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. Got Nathan Armour here. And I have a guest host. We got Nathan Armour from our newest Minster office sitting in because Matt and Adam are MIA. I don't know where they are. They don't return my calls. They don't return my texts. I mean, these guys are doing multiple offers. I'm hand over fist and I'm just getting thrown to the wolves at this point. Unless your text is subject-free, they're not responding back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works today. Nate, on today's show, we have the one and only... John Friesen, CEO of the Mission Group in Kelowna. So anyone who's been to Kelowna lately or over the past 10 years, you'll notice a huge transformation in that marketplace. And you'll see towers now that are coming up in the downtown core. The Mission Group is one of the large premier developers up there behind it. We're very fortunate to have them on. When was the last time you ended up in Kelowna, Nate? Uh, fact to fame for Nathan, I've never been to Kelowna. Well, this is, it's on your to-do list this year. If you, if you, for those who haven't been there, it's changed dramatically. How are you finding things right now in the commercial real estate market? How busy is it? I can't, I never even talk to you anymore. You don't even return my calls. Well, no, no, I, it's, it's to a point that I think we're going to see it slowly come to a, maybe a normal state. Cause right now it's just crazy. The fine normal state. Maybe instead of 10 multiple offers, we're down to three. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you feel interest rates will have that much of a dramatic impact? I know the people on the on the surface kind of think it's going to have a lot of impact potentially as its rate, rates rise. Are you seeing that or feeling that? Or are you dealing with clients that are having concerns about that yet? I think people's concerns right now is inflation. And if their money is not put into an asset, then they're losing money. Yeah. Right now, money arguably is probably devaluing itself, sitting on the outside looking in. Before we get to our interview with John Friesen, a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Alan, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. So we're here today with John Friesen, CEO of the Mission Group. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So anyone who's familiar with Kelowna and can see all the exciting developments and towers coming in, the Mission Group needs no introduction. But John, can you maybe tell us a little bit of how where you started and how you sort of rose up to become the CEO of one of Kelowna's premier developers? Sure. Um, the premier developer part, I'm a little bit hesitant as always <laughs> to receive that sort of a designation. Uh, you know, we still see ourselves as, a, as an organization that's learning a lot and kind of moving through the ranks. But as, uh, as far as um, mission group and how I got here, well, quite frankly, when I moved back to Kelowna, 
from Grand Cayman after having been gone for uh, seven years or so. We were doing charity work over there. You know, I needed something to do, so I decided to re-engage with the um, with the property development market or property development industry. Started uh, with a small little project called Mission Shores, which launched in 2003. And slowly we've been uh, building competencies, building staff, putting together much stronger partnerships. And uh, that is how we got to where we are today. Uh, the actual uh, organization we now call Mission Group has less than a 20-year history. Uh, we've been uh, formally known as the Mission Group or Mission Group uh, since 2004. John, I mean, one thing for people that have, have seen Kelowna kind of go from where it is, and obviously there's been a lot of hype around it recently. It came out that it was Canada's fastest growing city. COVID has obviously put a, a big spotlight on you know secondary and tertiary markets, maybe some more so outside of Vancouver than what we saw four or five years ago. You guys got a tremendous project coming up called Aqua. If I remember correctly, it's a three-tower project down there on the water. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that seemed to be like raising the level and raising the benchmark of what Kelowna has to offer with what you guys are bringing to market. Well, thank you. That's kind of you. So Aqua has been, it's been one of those, uh, call it a labors of love. We've owned that property since 2007 and augmented it with additional uh, waterfront pieces to get the, the assembly we have right now. It uh, is um, three condominium towers. We've already launched the first tower. It's completely sold out. And uh, now we're doing the final release that will be coming uh, this uh, summer. So uh, if I could be so bold as to uh, give a little plug for ourselves. For sure. If you go on the Mission Group website, you'll be able to find uh, the registration page. And I'm quite proud of what our marketing group has done there. The, the type of marketing that you'll see is one or two flavors different from the typical it's a premier product. If this product were available in uh, Vancouver, say, uh, and if that um, price per square foot were pushing 3000 a foot, you'll be able to buy these homes for uh, about half that amount. So that's still a steep price, I will admit, for Kelowna. But it is an absolutely premier piece of property. It is not downtown. It's in the Mission District. So no downtown issues, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's a high amenity neighborhood. It's uh, fully walkable. It's connected to the, the Greenway, which is a beautiful linear, linear park. And there is absolutely direct lakefront access, and you will never, ever have another building built in front of your view wow. on the final piece. And when is the estimated delivery of the products? If we those go on sale later this summer, is this a two- or three-year out delivery time? Yeah, the delivery time is about two-and-a-half-year build. You mentioned downtown there. And you guys obviously yes. have done some some tremendous towers in the downtown area. And we have UBCO coming up, as well as you guys have your AAA office building. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more of, about that and the, the office building downtown and how has that gone so far? And obviously, is that tying in with that UBO project that you guys have? Yeah, it does not directly tie in with uh, the UBCO project. It's on a different site altogether, but right yeah. around the corner. Uh, they're all downtown Kelowna. And downtown Kelowna, as you may know, is a pretty pretty tiny little strip of uh, property yeah. there. Overall. Um, so the block, which is what we call our office tower, is uh, next to Bertram, which is the condo tower. The condominium tower is sold out completely. The block, we're just coming out of the ground with it right now. It's under construction. Uh, the block is around 110 square feet. In addition to that, there are commercial retail units. We have about 16,000 feet of that. And it is uh, the only... Class A office building in downtown Kelowna. In fact, it's the only one in Kelowna. And uh, it's just an extremely amenity-rich, great place to uh, to work, but also happens to be an amazing place to live as well. Living downtown has a flavor all its own. If you've been down there recently, you'll know it's not the same old downtown that 
that I knew when I first moved here. It's a place where you really want to go with your parents, your grandkids, your children, you know, someone you love. You can walk up and down that street and enjoy the waterfront and all the cool little shops and restaurants and, and eateries that are out there. And it's been part of a, of a bit of a revival for the city of Kelowna. And our office building and in uh, the whole complex that we're calling Bernard Block is going to be a good bookend to uh, what is already happening on the waterfront side of oh. Bernard Street. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. We're actually moving our corporate offices there, and I personally cannot wait. And when, and when is the, the block anticipated to complete? The block uh, is anticipated to complete about 18 months from now. So with Kelowna, and obviously you guys have been very focused and, and done an extremely great job in what you guys are doing in Kelowna. Is there mm-hmm. other markets besides Kelowna that the Mission Group is currently looking in, Either, whether it be BC Interior or even the Lower Mainland? Yeah, well, our strategic plan focuses on Okanagan, and we kind of draw ourselves a tiny little triangle within that zone. North as far as Vernon, south as far as Penticton, Kelowna is kind of in the middle, east as far as Kamloops, and then, of course, the Lower Mainland. So we have done the odd project here and there in your area. Right now, we have got nothing on the go, but we are really looking. We're, we, there's, there's some very interesting prospects there, but maybe not in residential, probably more in industrial, light industrial, and that kind of a play. Recently, you guys had acquired a fairly substantial piece of land there just on the outskirts of the downtown core that the Western Investor was publicizing there. I think it was around $20 million. It seems to be a little outside of where the OCP currently sits. What is the Mission Group's vision for that site or even that area? Or what can you tell us, maybe without giving away too much, dialogue with the city and how you know the Mission Group and the city of Kelowna sort of envision that part of town? Yes, so that is an approximately four-acre site that used to be part of a BC Tree Fruits Coal Storage Yard. It was a much older industrial yard that's probably been there since the 50s. Uh, and it is actually encircled by the old Tolco Mill site. So if you're familiar with uh, Kelowna, you'll notice that there's a, I think it's a 44-acre waterfront site that was all part of the Tolco Sawmill. And uh, they've owned it for uh, many, many years. And that mill has now been decommissioned and uh, almost completely disassembled. We're all in the process of creating a neighborhood plan. So all the community consultation process is ongoing. You know, the the city is, uh, I think, doing an amazing job of bringing in, you know, all the uh, desires and concerns of uh, local residents and the needs of Kelowna going forward. So if you could imagine this big, huge site that is completely surrounded by water, and what you could do with something that large and that comprehensive. So I'm sure there'll, uh, there'll be you know, beautiful open spaces. There'll be a, the availability of access to boating and the lake. Uh, it'd be the kind of place you'd go with your children or grandkids. And uh, I always talk about grandkids because I'm a grandfather now. <laughs> but uh, you know, I can picture myself walking out there with my four-year-old granddaughter, holding her hand, walking along the water, grabbing an ice cream or something cold to drink, and spending the day out there. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots of food entertainment, but of course, all kinds of other mixed-use commercial, retail, residential uses. And the city, um, you know, I, I believe is working with the Toko people as well as ourselves, or they are working with them. I don't believe they are. And, uh, and we're, we're together going to create something spectacular that I think it'll just be a showstopper. It'll be, it'll be one of those communities that, um, you know, we have the opportunity to do something so amazing that uh, everyone in North America could be pointing at it as uh, and saying that's how you plan something. So, um, you know, there's nothing specific now. I think there'll be a lot of residential there, 
but certainly a lot of uh, commercial uses as well. Um, the um, Kelowna Rail Trail, which is an old railway bed that's now turned into a really vibrant uh, bicycle. It's a, basically a bicycle thoroughfare that goes from that site, from this site, is right behind the BC Tree Fruit site that we purchased. And it goes all the way to Vernon. Wow. And it's virtually flat. It goes through two lakes on the way, Wood Lake and Cal Lake, before you end up at the beach in, uh, in Coldstream in Vernon. And it's just, uh, it's just an amazing connection in so many ways to cycling, the outdoor life, boating, living, working. That is absolutely one of the most incredible potentials I've ever seen in my career. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. John, I got a question for you. Sure. Kelowna has seen a huge boom over the past couple of years. Yeah. Where do you foresee Kelowna being in the next three years or going from here? Well, Kelowna has uh, become the focal point in so many ways. As you know, um, you know, we cannot supply enough homes right now for uh, the, the people that are moving here. So in a sense, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine that that trend that, you know, they, we often talk about something breaking over center, right? So this is, you know, think of it as a, a levered buckle or something that you push and push and push and suddenly it snaps over center and now it's pulling you down the hill. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's kind of where Kelowna is at right now. I think that it's received very wide acclaim amongst the people who want to live here and be part of the lifestyle that it offers. It's full of jobs for anybody that wants one. Our unemployment rate is lower than it was before the pandemic. We're also seeing from a commercial level, I know this is, this is I think, a real estate podcast that's focusing on commercial yeah. <laughs> real estate, but at the commercial level, we're seeing something completely new. And that is that outsiders, organizations from the outside of Kelowna are now taking Kelowna seriously. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we talk to the big um, institutional investors or pension funds or private equities 10 years ago, five years ago, they would say, yeah, you, may, you know, maybe one day, but we just got, you know, they'd say it much nicer than this, but we've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, we as a mission group are actually partnering with two significant uh, institutional investors, private equities from the outside. And so one being KB Capital out of uh, Alberta and one being Nicola Wealth out of Vancouver. And so suddenly they're saying, okay, this is a place we can take seriously. Um, there's a level of professionalism here and all the components necessary to make a great little city are now all here, like a great hospital, lots of places to work, a booming tech industry, a great international airport, a university that is not only out by the airport in, the, in this major university campus, but they're also moving downtown, much like they should have done in Vancouver many years ago. But now, now they're playing a bit of catch-up. I mean, I'm talking a bit of uh, about UBC here, but they, UBC has seen the potential of downtown Kelowna, not just Kelowna in general. So when they move in, they start acquiring properties, partnering with uh, people like us. You know, we're extremely gratified. And it's, and it's when there's so much attention from institutional investors and educational institutions, the, you know, highly educated professionals that want to raise their families here, work here and live here. It's hard to imagine that um, that trend will end anytime soon. If anybody asks me about where prices are going to go, well, <laughs> your crystal ball is as good as mine with the kind of uh, you know, geopolitical uncertainty that we see. But so far, uh, we have seen uh, no change in markets in the last uh, several weeks. The type of demand is still exactly the same. And if you want to talk about areas of the residential market that are hot, we can talk about that too. Yeah. But um, as far as the uh, longevity of Kelowna as a place to live and invest and work, it's hard to imagine how how that's going to end anytime soon. 
Now you, you mentioned there about other areas of Kelowna. Obviously, you guys have been you know developing a lot in the downtown areas of late. Now the lower mission mm-hmm. is there other areas within the Kelowna marketplace or even West Kelowna that the mission group is developing or will be developing in the near future? Yeah, we are uh, actively looking at land. In fact, uh, the meeting right before uh, I took your call was our uh, our weekly uh, acquisitions meeting, a land acquisitions meeting, which has turned out to be <laughs> the most. Uh, <laughs> The most fun meeting and the w- most well-attended meeting in our office. Our entire boardroom was full, and we had standing room only. But um, yes, we are looking in uh, Lake Country. Uh, we also have uh, interest in uh, in Vernon. We are actually under construction of a uh, of a purpose-built rental building in Penticton. Wow! And um, there's uh, you know the Lower Mission. We've got one active project there right now, uh, and another one in the pipeline, which will be which will be a lower density townhome and condominium project. Uh, we've also, in the Lower Mission, uh, just closed uh, last week on an acquisition on Abbott Street, which will be a cool little boutique condo. And it's a highly gentrified uh, area right across the street from a waterfront park that the city currently un- has under construction. Wow. So, yeah, we're we're interested in all kinds of areas in Kelowna, not just downtown. But, we, of course, we have to shift the uh, product type based on uh, the peculiarities of the local neighborhood. Now, you guys are obviously, you mean, we all look at you as like one of the premier developers up there with the amazing projects that you guys have going on. Are you guys, is there any other cities around the world or any projects around the world that you guys draw inspiration from to kind of be at the forefront of development in Kelowna? Yeah, um, you know, we, we're constantly looking <laughs> at uh, what other cities are doing. This morning, we had another kind of a, a meeting. We we're looking at inspiration for um, of how to incorporate water into um, into properties, and of course, the um, the entitlement is a whole nother question. And we have to be able to convince the authorities that this is a good thing for the environment, and for people, and for living, and for the city. But um, we are actually looking at. Um, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but believe it or not, cities like Venice or Amsterdam, and uh, there are also uh, uh, very interesting examples in the Middle East where uh, canals and rivers and waterways are brought uh, directly into mixed-use residential complexes with great success. Oh, wow. So those are some of the uh, inspirations that are going on. I, I believe that the previous time we spoke, we actually referred to Monte Carlo as uh, as being another waterfront neighborhood, if you want to call it the waterfront principality in that case, yep. where they have uh, incorporated their uh, yacht harbor directly into the most important part of, uh, of Monaco. And um, so we're we're always looking, and, and when members of our of our team go to, you know, uh, other parts of the world, Asia or Europe, you know, we say, well, what is good about this place? How did it get to be that way? You know, even when you look at something like a, a piazza in uh, Italy, yep. there's this dimension and scale to um, to these kinds of experiences. If it were too big, maybe you wouldn't recognize somebody on the other side, and if it were too small, it'd be too cloistered and feel boxed in, right? So. I think uh, various members of our uh, our team who travel are always coming back with these kinds of very interesting observations that we can incorporate into what we do locally here as well. Totally. I have another question for you there, John. Mm-hmm. For the projects that you guys are currently selling, where are you seeing a lot of your buyers coming from? <laughs> the um, I'm sure this answer won't be surprising to you. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're, the, ha- you're half price. The, that's it, why. <laughs> yeah, it's half price. You know, it's, it's, for, honestly. It's you know we laugh about it, but to a to someone from Vancouver, Kelowna real estate, although those of us who live here think it's kind of getting pricey, is not pricey at all. So if you happen to be moving here from Vancouver, you'll think it's a bargain. If you happen to be moving here from you know Nova Scotia, you'll probably think it's too expensive. 
But uh, yeah, our, our customers are predominantly Vancouverites. And by predominantly, I mean, you know, kind of north of 70% of our buyers in our most recent high-rise launches have had Vancouver postal codes. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. if uh, a little birdie told me that you might have a developing history down here before <laughs> you ended up at the Mission Group, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate and developing and maybe so much you know, down here in Vancouver and the projects you did? Sure. Um, how I got into development. So I stumbled into it, right? I'm not going to pretend like I was brilliant and it was strategic. I was working for a large Japanese uh, trading company as a chemical trader straight out of university. I graduated from college in, in LA, Los Angeles, moved to Vancouver, got a job there, and then uh, quickly realized that uh, you know, I'm probably more of the um, entrepreneur type. Yeah. So um, I started out as an import-export trade consultant because that was most closely related to my previous work experience with as a chemical trader and uh, stumbled on a client who was a local builder developer in Vancouver and uh, kind of saw some insight into how the business was done and eventually uh, formed a partnership with somebody in Vancouver who was far more experienced than I. And uh, we formed an organization together. I brought in investors uh, from Japan and we started like that back in the 80s. And um, and we did some work overseas as well in the South Pacific and in Japan. But the project that we uh, completed in Vancouver that still uh, is there is next to the Burrard Bridge. It's called 1000 Beach. So there's a 26-story high-rise tower. There was some flanking buildings uh, and a marina. And that inspiration also came from Monte Carlo, believe it or not, because of the way the marina carves into the property. Yeah. And and so that's, that is the project that I did first back when I was in my twenties, um, some four decades ago. John, I know you, I know you, your crystal ball is probably as good as ours and you touched on it, but where, where do you, where does the mission group and where do you foresee see Kelowna going over the next five or 10 years? Is that same expansion of the, of the city, the downtown core, can that maintain the pace that it's on right now? Obviously right now, Kelowna's got a lot of attention on it. Do you foresee that? expansion of the downtown core and obviously the expansion of the high rises in Kelowna oh, yeah. keeping pace? Oh, absolutely. There's uh, there's so much runway ahead for Kelowna to grow up into a proper city. Right now, it's it's a city, but it's it really feels a lot like a small town. And um, and I look forward to seeing the day when when downtown Kelowna is you know even more vibrant and amenity-rich than it is right now. There's so much opportunity here. Even if we ignore the uh, 44 acres that is part of the uh, Tolko site, and yep. the four acres that we have out there, which in and of, in and of itself could be a very, very significant contributor to the to the overall amenity level of downtown. The uh, Bernard Avenue corridor itself is still extremely underbuilt. So there's just a huge amount of runway there. And going forward, we really want to be part of making Kelowna a great city. And, um, and part of our ethos is not just about, you know, making sure that our projects and our customers are successful. It's really about all of Kelowna and making sure that that uh, everyone who who we cross paths with, whether they're our customers or tenants or not, uh, can benefit by by how we build and how we contribute through the built form. And as you know, it's just it's just so incredibly important how developers approach their job. In that years after people have forgotten who built it or who planted or who thought of it, people will continue to to experience life to a great extent based on how great the city is that they live in and what kind of experiences they can build there. And, and if we do a good job, then, um, then I think that Kelowna will be a significantly better place to live. And, 
and uh, we're fortunate to have a great city staff to work with and council. But the developers have a, a deep responsibility that they t- need to take seriously well beyond uh, what kind of profits they can derive from it because the city continues to continues to grow and benefit or not based on whether they, whether we do a good job or not. So yeah, our, our, our future here, I believe, is bright, but that's because Kelowna's future is bright. And if we contribute to that future by making it brighter, well, who wouldn't want a better place to build more? And that's that's kind of how we see it. No, I know we've been we've been fortunate up there as well with our office opening just over, a, mm-hmm. I guess, a year and a half ago. And we've been able to, to sort of put together a tremendous team and they've had tremendous success in a very short period of time. And Kelowna, oh, is yeah. like, for those people who, who haven't been to Kelowna, it's changed rapidly and it's it's almost like a playground. It's so beautiful up there. John, before we let you go here, we got a six pack of lighthearted questions we ask all of our guests. So we get to kind of know you a little bit outside of the work workplace. Do you have just a couple more minutes for us? Sure. Great. So well, the six-pack is brought to you by our good friends over at Redpoint Law. For all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca. John, we'll throw you a softball to start off here. Favorite vacation spot when you find the time? Um, Mallorca, Spain. Wow. Any particular reason? Yeah, you know, the cycling there is amazing. The whole place, it looks like a great big, you know, cycling haven for, uh, for people that just love pedaling and, and, uh, and experiencing the countryside. That's incredible. How about favorite restaurant, let's say, in Kelowna? Favorite restaurant in Kelowna is still Home Block out by um, Cedar Creek and Martin's Lane. By the way, if you can find some way to uh, finagle yourself into Martin's Lane uh, as a tour, I think you should. It's, it's an incredible piece of architecture, but their wine is exceptional. I've never had Pinot Noir like I've had there. Well, that, that'll be a must stop next time I'm up there then. What songs currently on repeat on your iPod? Huh, currently on repeat on my iPod. You know, I don't have uh, music like that that's currently on repeat. But uh, to be honest with you, you know, I like uh, geezer rock, as they would call it. You know, like Eagles and, <laughs> and Chicago <laughs> and, and Bread and and uh, Cat Stevens. And that's, that's kind of uh, my genre. But I also really enjoy, um, you know, classic jazz, classical music, um, Mozart, J.S. Bach. Oh wow! Um, if you want to relax, you know, listen to a J.S. Bach. If you're really on a rock, well, listen to Boston. But uh, like the newer stuff doesn't do much for me. <laughs> so if you had your jazz on, what would be your favorite book you would like to read or recommend to somebody? Favorite book? Well, I'm going to give a title to you, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Okay. And um, I'm going to say that it didn't resonate with all parts of the book, but I still think it's an excellent book to read. In particular, there's a section there that she did on, um, what does she call it? The courageous leadership uh, versus armored leadership. And there's 16 or so points that she brings up having to do with, really, it's a, it's a very, very insightful way uh, to take a look at management theory and the way that we armor ourselves or way that we become more transparent and vulnerable, which she would call courageous leadership. Wow. So, um, you know, I've gone through that with my lead team and I think it resonated really well. And there's just places to learn and, you know, Maybe I've got defensive strategies in my leadership style that I incorporate that really shouldn't be there. And that would be like part of the armored side. Uh, or you can be open and transparent uh, and, uh, and, and build a lot of trust in the organization. And once you have that, you can build community within the organization. Culture improves and uh, you know, helps you uh, knock your strategy out of the park. Keeps it retained. So that was Dare to Lead, right? 
Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Okay, we got another one for you. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, man. Favorite TV show? Uh, do I really admit this? Uh, Come on. Narcos. Narcos. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Lotto or Pomo, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, one final question here before we let you go. Maybe a piece of advice for our listeners who are looking to get into commercial real estate some way, somehow, someone with your experience. What's some advice you could give the, the first timers? Mm, commercial real estate. I was going to advise somebody uh, freshly getting into commercial real estate. I would say um, concentrate on the location first, not the price. Very well put. Very well put. John, how can our guests find out more about all the exciting stuff that the uh, the Mission Group has going on both in Kelowna and the other markets that you're in? If you go to missiongroup.ca, you'll find everything that you need right there. Excellent. Well, John, thank you so much for your time once again. I mean, we wish you nothing but the best of luck with your big upcoming launch of the the Aqua Towers up here coming in springtime. And you probably, I'm sure you'll have great success there as you always do. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thanks so much for your time, John. We really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Our interview with John Friesen, CEO of the Mission Group. And for those who haven't been to Kelowna as of late, definitely put it on your list for this summer. The downtown core there is just changing dramatically. You're having these beautiful high-rise towers that are coming into the market. And the Mission Group is on the forefront of this massive development in what was recently named Canada's fastest growing city. I'm thinking I'm going to have to put mine down south for the uh, the Aqua Tower. Yeah, He says it's going to be going live. When do they launch? I think he said the springtime. So for those who who aren't aware of it, it's I believe it's a three-tower project in the lower mission that's right on the waterfront. And I believe I read somewhere that they're going to have a boat valet <laughs> in the building. I'll get my yacht by then, right? Yeah. I don't know if, you're, I don't know if your yacht's going to fit in there, Nate. So you still might have to park that on the outskirts. It's fine. But like I said, it's a tremendous project. I think it's going to be a game changer for the Kelowna market there. Although you have so many beautiful buildings that are currently either being marketed or set to start or currently under construction. The Aqua project looks to be second to none there in the lower mission right on the water. Totally. And now he's saying that the REITs are now taking it as a as a big fish to fry. You, you take that. Well, shape. I think if you look at it too, if you look at like, I mean, from an investor standpoint, whether you're an, I mean, mom and pop investor or an institutional investor, yeah. it's harder and harder to make the returns and the money that people once did down here in the lower mainland. So markets like Victoria and Kelowna tend to hit the radar much quicker than what it was. And John mentions on the show there about how Years ago, it wasn't on their radar, and now there's money coming out of these large institutionals and capital companies into these markets like Kelowna. And I think if you look at the run-up Kelowna's had, it's a great market for investors. It still has a great runway ahead of it for investors, but definitely it's not a sleepy market like it once was. Now it's getting international attention, and now he talks about institutional-type investors now coming to the table. It's just significant how much Kelowna has grown in a short period of time and how much more it can grow and probably will grow in the coming years. He says, stay tuned. Nate, for all of our listeners here, how can they find out more about what you guys are doing in New Westminster at William Wright Commercial there? Uh, it's the best way. Just give me a call on my cell phone, 778-987-3055. Great, Nate. Well, thank you so much once again for sitting in for Matt and Adam. If you see them or you hear from them or whatever it is, let them know that I am here looking for them. And guys, we have some more great guests coming up next week. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.